Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayez, Shir number 404. So we explained in last year that when love is based on externals, which is uh, primarily selfish love, that when those things disappear, the love often disappear as well, and then they are emotionally divorced from one another. And that's a very sad state, and therefore uh, the love, although there could be normal, healthy, realistic needs and expectations of a normal, healthy, reciprocal relationship. But as we explained, the goal is is to be um, unselfish and giving of one another, and it's a win-win situation when that occurs, because then each one it gets filled with what they need by giving to each other. So glue, love is the glue that holds a marriage together. And that love... Um, like we said with Ahavas Hashem, that we talked about when it says Vahavtas Hashem, and the Magad from Ezrich asks, How could you have a commandment on a feeling, on an emotion? Either you feel it or you don't. How could you be commanded to have a feeling? And the Magad from Ezrich said that the, that the Ahava here, the mitzvah is this Bainanus, the thinking through, the thinking like the Rambam says about the Chesed of Hashem, his creations and, and the wonders that he does, the Ashkachapratis. And all of that brings a tremendous awe and love to HaKadosh Baruch Hu after a while. But the mitzvah is what you can do was to contemplate on it. And one may say the same thing pertaining to, to marriages. It's very often that he feels, you know, uh, love, love is a feeling. Either I have it or I don't have it. And the truth is, is you can do something about it. The hispoinenus, the the decision that I'm going to see the taif in the other person. I'm going to see uh, the the good points, and I'm going to build on it, and I'm going to develop the concept of loving that person. Ahavas Yisrael overall works the same way, um, that you you may be very different from another person, you may your personalities may be different, but nevertheless you love them by having these contemplations that ultimately the feeling comes later. So couples should not get discouraged if that hergish is dormant, because ultimately, if you work on it, ultimately Hashem gives that matana back, and that hergish ultimately will come. But the key really is, is the ahava is something that is the glue, and it's beyond. Now, of course, with love, we can't ignore the importance of a commitment, a commitment of a long-term relationship. The love, indeed, is the life force of the of the couple. But if they are committed to each other, and they have that strong commitment, then they are their marriage is going to last. Some things could hurt marriages or be challenges for marriages when you have financial issues or lack of communication, and and they could put a strain on the union of the couple. And if their love is not strong enough, then it, it definitely is an issue. But if a couple truly loves each other, they're committed to each other, then they could weather any difficulty they face when they make an effort to work on their communication. We may not have it so good now, but we're going to work hard on it. Or whatever it is that we're trying to work on, we're going to get through it. And if you have that commitment to love and that love, that is what holds the relationship together. And most couples that marry, they do love each other. 
And what happens often, though, is life happens and you get into conflicts, sometimes because of cultural differences, hashkafa differences, all couples disagree and they argue. But if they fight often in, in harsh ways and in negative ways, it eats away at the core of the relationship. It takes a toll on the marriage. It takes a toll on the love. But on the other hand, if there's no interaction because you want to avoid fighting and you don't interact at all, that also weakens the feelings between one hus- husband to wife, wife to husband. So the key really is is to learn how to communicate and to communicate about the differences in a healthy way. Which means that you don't attack one another and you don't um, be sarcastic or irritated or anxious or defensive, defensive and or act aggressively. And sometimes when someone is attacked, they respond back aggressively. And each one husband-wife concludes that the other partner is the one that's inflexible and stubborn or obnoxious. And if you feel this way and these conflicts increase and it becomes a spiral, you know, spiraling out of control, that creates um, a lot of tension and disagreements and strain in a marriage. But if instead of doing that arguing, you both sit down and discuss your issues calmly and rationally, and articulate your needs and what works for you and works for the other and truly listen to each other, then there is healing and there's a room and a place to grow in your love for one another. And very often, it's not just that you're dealing with two different people. It's a, the, the, the very fact, like we explained so many times in the Shiurim, how men and women just in general don't see eye to eye in many issues. They are, have different perspectives, different unique perspectives, and that's why it's so key to understand the differences between men and women that can help relo- uh, you know, resolve a lot of these issues. They are so different physiologically, emotionally, and spiritually. And like we said in the recent shiurim, how women, for often, they are uh, affected very much by the affection, appearance, and certain achievement to get their self-esteem, like we explained, affection being primary, and by the men seeking power and pleasure and prestige, the prestige and the respect is, is, is really that main point, Nakuda, and that difference affects their marital harmony. And then you mix in economic strains and health issues and family conflicts and emotional differences that could intensify conflict if they don't work on understanding each other's differences. And to understand that they need different things to boost their self-esteem and they need different things in order to fill their, you know, fill what they need to fill in themselves and for each other. And when you understand that and you um, you know, you have a clear uh, communication about that, that decreases the anxiety and the misunderstandings that one may have for one another. So the key really is that every person needs to evaluate themselves. What helps them feel good? What, and balance that need to nourish the relationship with the other. To focus not just primarily on me, but to focus on you. Each one focusing on each other. When you focus on each other, then you could continually improve your relationship and you can enjoy the marriage in a way that's fulfilling in every possible way. And what happens is, is that love here now, we're defining not as a selfish feeling, 
but what of what you necessarily want, but a deeper love, a deeper love that's achieved through the commitment that we talked about. Basically, once in marriage, you want to take marriage seriously, one needs to change their perspective. It's not about me anymore. It's about my wife. It's about my husband or how they are to me. What it is in, whatever is in my husband's interest is my interest. Whatever is in my wife's interest is in my interest. I become interested in what their interest is. I become interested in what builds their self-esteem. And that's important to me. And I am going to do everything I can to fulfill that need to help their self-esteem, to help fill their need of what they need. And if each one is committed to the other, when each one is committed to focus on each other's needs and not just their own, that makes the marriage stronger and that commitment will stick even when things get tough. Even when there are challenges, that commitment will keep you going. And, and the way it is, you know, just naturally, um, a couple, they feel these feelings towards their children because they see their children as an extension of themselves. And therefore, it's easier to love your children and to be committed to them even when they are not behaving in the most ideal way and so on and so forth. But we have a harder time seeing our spouses that way because the bond between spouses even though it's similar to between parents and children in, in that they're both based on love, but usually the love we feel towards our children are more unconditional. We don't divorce our children. Parents and children sometimes fall out and they argue, but there's an essential connection that remains. But when it comes to a spouse, it's harder to, compl- to feel that selflessness that you feel with children because you're originally separate individuals and you have to work when you're married together to tr- to believe and to inculcate in yourselves that you are, they are part of you. My wife is part of me. My husband's part of me, just as my children are. We always used to say in a, in a healthy way, you could look at your wife as your first child. You could look at your husband as your first child. That doesn't mean that you treat them in childish ways. We're not going to discuss that now, but we're obviously not talking about treating your husband or wife as a child. That's unhealthy. Don't mean it that way. What I mean to say, though, by treating them as, a, as your first child means that that unconditional deep bond and deep love that you have as a mother to a child, as a father to a child, you transform and you relate that my, I'm going to treat, I'm going to have that unconditional love towards my wife, towards my husband. We'll end off with one Nakuda over here that's very important to know. Very often, many of us, we love our husbands and our wives dearly, but we sometimes feel that we lack in that because we don't feel that love 24-7. And it's very important to know is the fact that you don't feel that love 24-7 or the tukufis where you feel it more, there's a tukufis that you feel it less, does not take away the intense, true, real love that a husband has for a wife and a wife has for a husband. And... And, you know, it, it's really, it's similar to something that uh, someone went to um, Aaron Lane and, uh, his, and he basically said that um, he used to put on tefillin and then he stopped putting on tefillin. So he says, why did you stop putting on tefillin? So it says, the reason I stopped putting on tefillin is because it says you should love Hashem with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. 
Now, that love is something I may feel for my wife, but I don't feel that I can truly love my my Hashem like I love my spouse. I feel like a hypocrite. So I stopped putting on tefillin. And the rabbi explained to him, you know, I'm impressed by your sincerity, but do you actually love your wife 24-7 with the same intensity? Of course not. In every relation, there are there, relationship, there's a different times and moments. The feelings you have for your wife fluctuates according to circumstances, and the guy acknowledged that that's the case. So the same works with Hashem. We don't always, every minute of the day, have that same intense conscious love for Hashem all the time. And it fluctuates. Sometimes you're in the mood of going to shul, sometimes you're not, sometimes you're in the mood of learning and davening, sometimes you're not. But nevertheless, when it says that you love Hashem with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your might, it's not lip service. It is real. It is real. And it is real whether you feel that hergish at this moment in time or not. So the same thing to encourage all of you is where it works when you love your husband or you love your wife. It is, of course, very difficult for us to always be selfless completely all the time. It's impossible to expect that, to love unconditionally all the time. It may not even be necessarily the right thing to do. We talked in other shiurim about having healthy, normal needs and expectations to expect from one another, and that is a healthy part of a marriage as well. Okay, so this is something that when you listen to the shiurim, especially the last two shiurim, when we talked about selfless love, to understand the context of it with the shiurim given in other shiurim, where you also need a healthy give and take to one another in a healthy way. But the underlying, underpinning, deep aspect should be trying to be as giving as possible. But to understand also that it fluctuates. It fluctuates and, and and the hergation change sometimes, ups and downs, but that does not take away the true commitment and love that one has in a marriage. It's similar to the relationship of Tashem, and hopefully he convinced him to put on tefillin. You put on tefillin whether you're in the mood and whether you're not in the mood, you're not a hypocrite, you do a love Hashem with all your heart, with all your might, with all your soul. Sometimes it's more dormant and sometimes it's more revealed. And in a marriage, it's the same thing. If you're committed with your heart and your lave and your gut that I love my husband, I love my wife, and this is a true, true reality, I may not feel it on a particular time. I may one day, you know, I'm a human being. I may have some selfish aspects to myself and we have to work through it, but that doesn't take away the essence of the soul or the essence of the goodness of a husband and wife that truly loves each other and connects with one another in a very deep way. So may HaKadosh Baruch help us. And again, it, it goes with HaVoydes Hashem too, very, very much so. People sometimes fall off because they feel God doesn't love me, I don't love God. They have a period of where they don't feel that warmth or the Shabbos for some reason feels flat to them. And they need to know that that is the ups and downs in life and we just pick ourselves up, and we do what we need to do regardless whether we have the feeling or not. And Hashem often gives that matana back, and that feeling comes back. And Bezaz Hashem, the same is true with marriage. The commitment that you have to one another, the decision to love one another, the decision to, even though you have normal healthy needs and expectations in a normal way, to also work very hard towards truly understanding what your husband or what your wife really needs, 
the affection that your wife needs and you give it to her and you feed it to her and you give it to her and you give it to her. And if a husband needs that respect, then you give that to him in a deep way and you give to each other. Ultimately, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, his Shechina is Shaira in that home. And the Shechina is Shaira there and, 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 and it brings a special bracha to the both of you. Bracha and